Welcome to The Recap, the part of the podcast where we recap the previous week's sermon. We're here with Dave. Hey. Hi, Dave. And we're here with Stacy. Hey. Dave's first sermon back from sabbatical. How did it feel to be back in the saddle, Dave? Felt good. <laughs> saddle felt good. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. It was a new saddle, you know. Yeah. I- it was a new saddle, but it was good. Noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Almost knocked the saddle down a couple times. <laughs> I fixed it. Good. Thanks, yep. man. Yep. You bet. So we started our uh, series on Ephesians. You're in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. So why don't you break it down a little bit for us, and then we'll we'll go from there. Well, let's start by just hearing what you guys thought was <laughs> helpful or not helpful about the sermon. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to recap it? You think you are. That's the true test, right? I mean, I know what I said, but do you know what I said? <laughs> Generally. That's good. That's, I mean, I have that's it. More, that's more than I hope for, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, I could. I have it right here. I could just read it, and that's what it said. So Good, yeah. Okay. Um, I, Go for that. <laughs> um, I was helped by, I think, I don't know how you said it, but... Um, you brought up like you could just do a whole sermon on like all kinds of parts of these long sentences, but that Paul wanted us to just kind of feel like a tidal wave of all these things kind of accumulating. Wow. That's Um, the exact phrase I used. You did? It means a lot. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm picturing it in my mind. And I did not remember that that's how you said it, but that's what the image I'm getting. So um, I thought that was helpful because it is kind of a lot it is a lot in um, these verses and just the effect is supposed to be just an overwhelm, being overwhelmed um, by what God has done and yeah. given to us. So that was helpful. Good. Yeah, I mean, I would actually say I have a conviction about expositional or expository preaching that um, when you actually like, you know, break it down half verse by half verse, you're actually doing more topical preaching sure. than you are expositional preaching because, you know, if you wrote it as one sentence and you take, you know, 18 weeks to go through one sentence, you're really focusing yeah. in a, a very small yeah. part. And so it has to, so if you're going to talk about adoption mm-hmm. and stop there, you're going to do a, um, a topical sermon on adoption right? versus kind of like, what is God all doing? So it's actually a, uh, kind of a preaching conviction I have about the way it's helpful to preach through epistles to kind of get at the authorial intent of how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say topical sermons on adoption are bad. They're, those can be really helpful at times. You know, let's just unpack what this is. Mm-hmm. But in general, I like trying to get, you know, if this is one sentence, we can certainly cover this in one setting. I think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you got tidal waves, so that just means a lot that you're listening that It must have carefully. been in my subconscious somewhere yeah. that I didn't... I put it there. Yeah. It's my words. Planted. Or maybe, you know, the, could have been the Holy Spirit too, but... I mean, I said it out loud. Okay. I hope it was the Holy Spirit in my preparation. It was both. Yeah. It was both. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what he does. <laughs> um, can you talk... I mean, speaking of, though, like one of those topics... Yep. So chosen in Christ before the foundations of the world. Sure. What does it mean that we were chosen in Christ? So I get, I, I mean, I what do you think, think, it's, it's what do you pretty, think it means? You're doing a you're well, yeah, doing I know. Christ I, class. I, <laughs> that you're going to talk about that. So you should say what you think. I'm asking you what you think. 
I told people to go to your class for more. So maybe they <laughs> want to hear from you. <laughs> I think, I mean, if you're talking about the debate that's out there, you know, there's some people that just say, well, he chose Christ and then to be chosen in Christ just means that once you believe, you get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I think because of the the string of verbs that he puts together mm-hmm. about what God did, which is actually another reason I think it's helpful to look at all together, yep. that it's uh, it's an individual choice. He chose Nick, he mm-hmm. chose Stacy in Christ. He redeemed you that way in Christ. And then becomes a collective in the church. Yeah. And I think that the uh, that's uh, kind of a necessary implied result of the string of um, the string of things that he puts together. And even the way that um, uh, believing in Christ is there, but it's not like the main thing. That's like something you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you got to access by believing in Christ. But even when he talks about it, like in verse 12 and 13, it's not like the main thing. Like you believe, that's what you did. It's like, right. God did all this. And then when you came in by faith, um, here's all you get. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I, that's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything to, the, so where my mind has been going yeah. as I've been thinking about this is that Christ, uh, you know, in our in our union with Christ, what's His becomes ours, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so Christ, did, you know, talks about the cho- as the chosen one, the mm-hmm. Messiah in the Old Testament. Yeah, and so then through our union with Him, then mm-hmm. we become chosen, and then yep. that actually happened according to God's plan before the foundation of the world. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, another uh, another way to say it would be like covenant head language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's the He's our covenant head. He's our new Adam, mm-hmm. and then in Him we get all that he has in, yep. this, in this new covenant head. And, and he predestined that to take place right. before the foundations of the world. Right, yeah. yep, yep. Good. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, it's amazing. I mean, I remember the first, I mean, I studied this for a year, you know, in seminary, we arced it and we diagrammed it, we looked at it and I remember being blown away then. And then I remember sitting on my patio the first day and just being like, man, if I really think about that, for a while, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm on my patio right now thinking about it and this is part of God's redemptive plan. Mm-hmm. And now because of that plan, all that <clears throat> Jesus gets from the Father, mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, All the ways he looks at Jesus, he looks at me. Mm-hmm. All the ways, you know what I mean? Like that's yep. that's crazy. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. It's an amazing thing to be a Christian. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you, if you had, you know, double the time, you would have gone further into or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one section that I, I gave a paragraph to and probably would be maybe more helpful um, to give a little bit more time to is just, you know, what does it mean? Um, so, so two things. There's a verse that says, I think it's in verse, um, I, think, I think it's right around verse 10. I'm trying to, I don't have the verse numbers in my head right now. I can picture the verse in my Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh yeah, so set forth as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Some versions say reconcile all things in him in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I actually don't think, and I didn't get into it because it doesn't matter for the, the main flow. I think a better um, translation of that would be to head up all things in him. So sometimes that reconcile or unite can be used as kind of like a universalist argument. 
Like sure. all things are uh-huh. going to come back around. Mm-hmm. Love yep. wins, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the verb is literally a form of kafali, which means head. So he's going to head it up. Mm. And so the yep. idea is that we would know that he's the head of all things. Got and that it. all yep. things, um, you know, you're either going to be in him as the head mm-hmm. or outside of him as the head. Right. But all of it's going through him. So it's not just that everything's automatically reconciled, but as he heads up all things, you're going to find yourself in with all these benefits or out in the cold in a very sad and dark place. Yeah. But maybe maybe that'd just be one thing that if I had more time to unpack. Oh, that's that's be, really helpful. Would be helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Which is why I think then he follows that mm-hmm. up with all the inheritance talk. Mm-hmm. This is what's yours if you're in this head versus if you're outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Any other questions that you had or thoughts, Stacy? Um, I'm curious to hear more about your sentence about it's better to be loved than useful, but I also heard that you might be sharing about that at Abide tonight. So if you don't want to say more about that right now. Well, this will come out after Abide. Oh, that's true. Come to Abide last Wednesday to hear. (laughs) (laughs) But if you weren't there. Yeah. Do you want to share what you mean by that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the tidal wave idea and then it, I mean, it just gets bigger and bigger, you know, Ephesians 2. Or Ephesians 1, 15 to 23, like all that God's done for us. Um, Ephesians 2, you're dead. You know, you're not you're not like on life support, like you're dead. You know, you don't have any hope. And then here, you know, and I remember sitting on my patio being like, here I am alive. Like I can see these things and mm-hmm. I believe them and I love them. And I think for me, um, you know, I'm just very used to and is a good thing like, the next meeting and sermon prep and the next thing. And so sitting there and being like, man, like I don't really have much vocational identity right now outside of Jesus. And this is awesome. And it's enough. This is all I need. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is enough. Um, So if I never, if I never preach again, if I never, you know, whatever, you know, whatever again, man, it's so good to be loved. And I think just to realize, um, in my own heart and even in a lot of people's hearts that I talk to, you know, the, um, the way we, the way we so want to be useful is not a bad thing, but I think it can become a, a defining thing in a way that's not helpful and then can keep us in this really weird kind of debtors ethic thing with God. Like what have what have I done for him lately? You know, mm-hmm. and we think and we yep. think God's saying, "What have you done for me lately?" Right. And it, and it's like, well, I mean, I said on Sunday, you know, like all of our resumes were pretty weak before the foundation of the world. Um, yeah. And that's you know, and then that's when He chose us. And so just to sit in that, and uh, you know, it's not like I wasn't. I hope I hope I wasn't useless over the summer. Like I was a dad and a husband. Yeah. But you know, even there, it's like, man, like I'm a dad, but. I'm not a perfect dad, you know, and I'm a husband. I'm not a perfect husband, and, and none of that changes or makes his love for me waver. Uh, it's just a really another another sentence, and I I'm trying to remember. It might have been Pastor Jason that said it this way. It might be someone else, but that rang in my head as I was experiencing that in the patio this summer was um, the love of God doesn't love us because we're lovable, but His love makes us lovely. Um, it's just really helpful, you know? Um, yeah. Just that that as I bask in, I'm loved 
no matter what, mm-hmm. it like changes me. And all of a sudden I can love other people, which mm-hmm. I think we'll see later in chapter five, like you've been loved this way. Mm-hmm. So now walk in that love, you know. Yeah. The sentence that it reminded me of when you said that, <clears throat> that came to my head mm-hmm. is actually from uh, Matt Chandler. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes we like to think that God loves some future version of us. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, yeah. oh gosh. Yep. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Some yeah, he'll often say like some future version with money spilling over our pockets and mm-hmm. c- CrossFit, you know, muscles and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, he, he loves us. He loves us right. It is now. right now. He loves right. us. We couldn't be more loved because right. we're in Christ, and that's enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's another way to say it. He could he couldn't love you more than he loves you now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for me, that you the I thought about those things before. The useful thing to me is just like a new yeah a new um, paradigm or a new way to think about it because I, you know, vocationally was on the sidelines, you yeah. know, in a sense, mm-hmm. like just, it was just different and just to go, huh, right now, you know, he loves mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sweet. So, yeah. And then, and some of that comes from Ephesians. Some of that comes from, uh, I was reading John 17 every day and just thinking about, man, the, the way that the father brings us into the love he has for the son that's crazy. Oh man. Yep. It's <laughs> crazy. And really like yeah, yeah. we we're loved by him like anything that we do like not do even yeah. vocationally cuz right. there's going to come a day where yeah. we aren't capable yeah. of doing but yeah. um but maybe bearing good fruit like it is to come out of Yeah. the overflow of his love in That's right. you know for us. Yep. Um and our identity in him. Yeah. yeah but Yep. Not the earning his love, the overflow right. from his yeah. love. Yeah. Yep. I'm right. sure that is clarifying. Like when you are stepping away from things that you're used to doing, it's like, oh, you know, it's just yeah. probably different. And yeah. Yeah. There's never, I've just never had a season like that before right. where it's like, oh, I don't have a meeting. Right. I don't have a, you know, I got a bike ride coming up, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pray for these houses as we run, but yeah. there's no, you know, it just was a different, different yeah. rhythm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. It's a great book. It is. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks guys. 